The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Align and Awaken with Mother Earth Rising podcast. Let's rise and heal together with me, Pippa, your Mother Earth healer. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm really, really happy to introduce a beautiful soul onto the podcast today. Her, na- her name is Shima and she is a love and relationship coach. Uh, she uses human design in her work and I've been very fortunate to be able to use um, Shima to help with Chris's human design. So I'm really looking forward to chatting to her today. Welcome Shima. Hi, how are you? I'm really well, how are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be chatting with you, Pippa. Me too. So I know some of the work that you do, and I know that we've connected through our friend Esther, who is also amazing. I just want you to kind of tell the listeners a bit about you, how you fell into this work, because I find it so fascinating, human design. Cool. Okay. So yeah, as you said, I'm a love and relationship coach, and that's a whole story in itself, how I came to the love and relationship journey. Um, it started off, as I think for a lot of us, through my own personal journey and trying to work out how to have empowered relationships without it being something that I relied on externally. Because I think as I was growing up, I was like, okay, well, when it happens, it happens. You know, when I find the love of my life or when I connect with people, it will just happen. And I never felt like I had any control. So over the years, learning a lot of the stuff about what you teach, Pippa, in terms of manifestation and creation and co-creation, learning about that was very much my journey. And then I started working with a coach to learn more about this and to go deeper. And one of our very first sessions, she took me through my human design. And I was super skeptical at first. So to give a very like whistle-stop background to human design, human design it's determined by your um, date, time and place of birth. And basically what it is, it uses the configuration of the planets when you're born to uh, show you how energy flows through your body and to show you where you're pushing energy out and where you're taking energy in. And that can cover a whole heap of things from like your energy in terms of of your actual physical energy, how much sleep you need, your personality, whether it's better for you to initiate things or respond to things, how you eat, like just everything. So when she first told me all of this, I was like, really? That the planets are going to determine how much sleep I need? Like I was, I mean, I'm spiritual, but even then I was like, I was very skeptical. But she took me through my design and Pippa, seriously, it was like she'd known me all of my life. And this was, I think, the first session we'd ever had together. So I was like, there's something in this. This is uncannily accurate, more accurate than any other sort of reading or anything I'd had up till then. And so that's when I really started diving in. And I initially I started running my friends and family. And again, I was like, this is incredible. I now use it with clients. And it's funny because let's say I have a couple of sessions with a client. I'll always have a sense. I'll always think, okay, um, I think she's this design or I think she's that design. And it's almost always... um, spot on which to me just again speaks to the accuracy of it all I find it fascinating as well because again I'm really I love astrology and how the planets can because obviously I'm a space nerd I love everything to do with spirituality so when I came across human design I had it done a few years ago I was like same as you I was just how, how how is this how is this even real like people know how like how I'm acting how I need to be you know even how 
I talk to others, uh, how I how I teach others, how I work with others, and just I was like, this is it, it's kind of like um it's like a mirror of yourself, but someone's telling you, you know, from from this design, it's telling you how how you can live your life. And it for me as well, I think I think Chris felt this too when you read his Shimer was it helps you to determine more things. So you know, especially because I do a lot of ego work, it helps you to determine that difference is when you're working with your higher self. Because human design ultimately is telling you about your higher self, isn't it? Yeah, completely. And I think that's part of the beauty of it. It's not trying to fix anything. And this is whenever I read someone's chart, I always say this. This isn't sort of like um, something to develop. This is, if anything, you just living more in accordance with who you are on a soul level. And I think that's the beauty of it, because sometimes in society, we're told all of these things. So, for example, um, I think both yours and my uh, strategy are the same in terms of it's better for us to respond to things when they come into our environment. It's not in our best interest to go out and initiate things. But society sometimes doesn't tell us that. They're like, you know, go out, knock on people's doors, uh, you know, follow up the sale, do this, do that, pester people. And knowing that when you have your chart read and you can actually see oh okay this is why I don't like knocking on people's doors this is why I don't like pushing people because it's not naturally who I am so completely agree with you it just gives you that peace to know that oh actually I I can live in accordance with who I am and that's that's okay yeah I just don't like the fact that I've got a sales pitch to people I just don't like that at all (laughs) I like to just spread my message and shine my light and you know as I said people attract to your light don't they so yeah I've done that before where yeah I've been in network marketing businesses and it's all about you know building relationships of course but a lot of it is sales and it's you know I'm, I'm a great saleswoman for my own business my own self but it just made so much sense. I'm actually really going to get one done again with you because it'd be interesting to see how you read it, can you know, considering someone else did it. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. So, I know you're a really spiritual, Shima, like me. So, I always like to touch on people's spiritual journey. So, how did you kind of get into? I know you obviously had your human design done with a coach, but how did you fall into spirituality? Were you always spiritual? Were you always connected, or was it kind of gradual as you got older? Um, I think I was always I was brought up with um, a knowledge about God, which I'm really, really grateful for and a knowledge, I guess, in the wider sense about spirituality and sort of a connection to a higher source. And I think as I grew up, my sort of formative years, I had quite a natural connection to God and to source and to prayer. And um, yeah. And then as I maybe hit my maybe mid 20s, it all started, I started to question things. I got a real desire to control everything, not even in a healthy way. I was just like, oh, well, I need to see this in my reality. I need to see that in my reality. And I think my that natural connection that I had went through a little bit of a wobble. So it's almost like since then till now, I've been like relearning what I naturally knew as a child, which maybe is quite natural for, for a lot of people, relearning that kind of natural connection that I had and almost the peace. Again, a lot of the stuff that you teach, a lot of the peace that comes with connecting to to a higher a higher source, with connecting to releasing the ego, with actually just letting go and realizing that actually I don't have to control everything. Um, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? The, the spiritual journey. I just find it it's it's so rewarding and it's so challenging at the same time. I don't know if like I don't know what your views are on your challenges you know have you been through the dark night of the soul of they've, they've as they call it have you been through that yet have you been through kind of that part of your life where you've had to go in the darkness to get through the light 
I'm laughing because I'm thinking I hope so <laughs> I, hope there's, I hope there's no not a huge amount more darkness to come and yeah I think that's probably what got me on the love and relationship journey because um in my late teens I had a really really bad experience in a romantic relationship and it actually completely took me off the spiritual path I was just like forget this I, you know, I, it was this whole rebellious thing that I went through. And luckily, I managed to get myself back on the spiritual path. And then in more recent years as well, it was again, another romantic relationship, which triggered the same thing in me. And it was a whole breakdown, a whole really questioning who I was really questioning why I'd made the decisions that I'd made. Um, and again, luckily, you know, I think it's all designed in that way. But luckily, I came back to where I'm supposed to be. So yeah, definitely I would say being through the dark night of the soul how about you yeah mine I think I I have this I have this perception that we we go through one that is kind of really bad but I think we sometimes go through little moments where we have to like have the down days like last week I had a really sad down day and I had to embrace it I feel like as humans we don't give ourselves chance to just take that day take that week to allow ourselves to feel how we feel because it's very important for humans to embrace that 3d self yeah you know because we wouldn't have come back here if it wasn't for that reason you know I believe that you know we are spiritual beings having that human experience but a lot of us I fell into this trap that I just want to be enlightened and I just forget that I'm here to have this human experience and I'm here to live out my human design as you would say so Mm. I think we kind of get in that trap but as my partner Chris and I speak about all the time is that I've got my whole life to to become enlightened and I think because I'm only 30 I just think I just need to embrace all them emotions and you know right now I do feel sad that I'm not with my partner and he's all the way over in New Zealand but again it's teaching me so much about myself it's teaching us both a lot about ourselves. it's it's teaching me to step up in a relationship too you know I'll me and Chris have got a podcast coming out this week and you know, he, he helps me to be a better person. So it's funny you asked me that because I think I need to voice out what I feel because I feel like he's helping me step up in a relationship. He's helping me to be a better partner, a better lover, a better, a better woman, a better coach, a better friend. And yeah. like I was saying to you, you know, I feel blessed because my other partners wouldn't have done that. And I know you said you had some triggers in a past relationship as have I. So they're coming up a lot with me with Chris because I find it hard to trust sometimes. I find it hard to depend on a partner. I don't know if you feel that way too, Shima. It's like we have this, because we're light workers, we're givers. Mm. You know, we tend to find, we trust people a lot easier. We have compassion for people. We give people the best, you know, the, the we, we give them like the best option and we want to like kind of see the, the good in them. And that's what I, I just had to say that today. It was like kind of, that's been one of my lessons with Chris is that he is everything I ever dreamt of. And that's why I want to share that with the world is that, you know, even though you get what you dream, it can still be hard. It can have its challenges. Um, So what have been some of your major triggers, you know, in, in relationships without relationships and how have you overcome them, Shima? I think knowing what I want (laughs) and sticking to that, it was, it's so interesting. This is going to be a really silly anecdote, but the other day I was complaining to a major um, communications provider. I won't see who exactly is, but we've had a lot, a lot of trouble with them over the months. And I called up the complaints line the other day um, just to say, you know, you need to resolve this. And the lady actually said to me, she said, what would it take for you to be happy? What can we do for you? that would make you happy and I was so taken aback because I, had, I hadn't considered that question in this context yeah. but I was like, zooming out and thought I, I don't actually ask myself that that much in the grand scheme of things either so I think um knowing knowing the 
the sort of non-negotiables that I want in a relationship and realizing when it's time to walk away when those aren't being met um, was definitely a lesson for me, particularly in, in my last major relationship. I feel like I wanted it so badly to work and I'd put it up on this almost a pedestal, like this is going to be my husband and we're going to have this amazing fairy tale romance that as the red flag started coming up over the years, I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just negotiate here. Uh, okay, that's fine. I don't really need that, do I? Until, you know, there was almost nothing of myself left because everything had just been compromised. So I think knowing that, I, I know exactly what you mean, that it's not, always, there, there will be things in relationship that you give, things that you take. But I think this is what, when I try and, when I work with women who, for example, are going through toxic relationships or relationships where they feel they've lost themselves, this is what it comes back to that you are you do deserve like you say you do deserve the dream relationship and through that that will feel like actually you're becoming a better more empowered version of you it should never feel the other way around yeah that's kind of what I've been dealing with especially like because how I'm feeling today yeah as you know Chris and I have had a bit of a tiff last night which is about you know it, it is it is more about I truly believe it it is about the separation because we're twin flames but ultimately, even though we go through these hard, difficult times in relationships, it's about the the strength pulling yourself through it because I've got clients who are ready to leave their relationships. They're not happy in their relationships. Um, mm. A lot of it is very one-sided, you know, and again, it's a partnership, isn't it? It's got to be about you there to teach each other. And Chris and I are going to touch on this on an episode we're doing. It's about the differences between twin flames, soulmates, karmic relationships, and I've had every single one of them yeah. and you know twin flame is the most intense but I think as well it's it's we have to have that awareness the key word in life I believe is awareness because when we have awareness about what this relationship is teaching me because I don't regret any of my past relationships because I know they've taught me how you know how to you know how to not be the things I do want in a relationship the things I don't want in a relationship and it's a beautiful journey when we see it that way and I feel like you said, you do a lot of relationship coaching, Shima, so you'll understand this, is that our relationships are, are about, you know, it is about partnership, but it is about what, what they're teaching us and what, what they're triggering in us because especially in a twin flame relationship, that's mm -hmm. that's the basis of that. You know, we trigger each other, we mirror each other and I believe everyone around you is your mirror too, you know, to help you be that best version of you. Yeah, yeah, completely. So what has been one of your greatest lessons and challenges on your journey? Ooh. Um, I think what this is one I've actually been learning recently. When it comes to manifesting and creating and going after what we want, I used to, and I probably still do this to an extent, put a massive amount of pressure on myself to get the thing, to get it quickly and to get it perfectly. Yeah. I think, I don't know if you have this paper as well. But I do. Coaches. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I'm sort of standing up and I'm like, right, I'm guiding people as to how to manifest and how to get their dream relationship. It can, I can sometimes make it almost about me. Like, oh my gosh, well, if I don't do this in two weeks, you know, it means that I'm a horrible manifester and how can I stand up and say <laughs> yeah. that? Oh, I can, you know, guide women to, to live the life of their dreams. And that, of course, it undoes all the fun about the co-creation and about manifesting. And it also adds a pressure um, to manifesting, which then, you know, makes it harder to manifest. So it's almost this vicious cycle. So I think one of my recent challenges is, and it all does come back to self-love, which is what I teach what I try and guide women to as a basis of all their relationships is accepting that 
you you really don't actually need anything. You're fine as you are. We're creating things that, of course, we want and our juicy desires are incredible, but they're almost the icing on the cake. Once you've got that fundamental self-love, once you come back to I am enough, once you come back to I have everything I need right here, then you can create everything from a place of, oh, this would be nice. Oh, this would be really fun. And I, even as I'm saying that now, like my energy's changed, my body language has changed because it takes out all the heaviness of making uh, it about you and your work. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. And I feel I feel you there. And that's one thing I've been working on because I'm I I love coaching people and I do a lot of the ego work. So I'm constantly wanting to better myself. So you probably have this too, Shimer, is like I want to learn everything. I want to mm. be a sponge. I want to throw myself in all these different courses and I, I, I flip from one thing to the next. Yeah. And that's where I need to be able to ground myself because it can be be hard in your relationship because that's that's what Chris and I always deal with is like I just want to do like so much and I'm just like I'm, I'm so excited for life but you'll find this really interesting one of the things that I work through from my inner child is when I was growing up I had a lot of bowel issues so mm. I had to have I was on a reward system with my parents which is what the the nurses and the doctors it was the thing they used to do it probably would have helped a lot of children so basically in a nutshell when I went the toilet I would be I would get a gold star and that would mean at the end of the week if I'd got so many gold stars I would then be rewarded so if you think about that my behavior is based around that in some way so I feel the more I get done the more I do and achieve those gold stars are like even though they, they mean nothing my inner child is saying to me, well, you need to get this course and you need to work on this and read this book and do this and do that and do this. And then I end up just, I end up just getting too overwhelmed with it all because again, it came down to the reward system and I have touched on it in my book. Obviously I'm still kind of getting there with my book, but isn't that fascinating to know that that happened for me and it was between the ages of three and maybe like eight so that's a real potent time you know for that and I I remember it it was a a chart on the back of the kitchen door and I remember getting a gold star was the best feeling in the world yeah yeah it's and it's amazing that you've identified it that you've identified that actually this is where it came from and this is something that you're still working through now that's wonderful it is and that's what it's about isn't it and that's what you and I do help people with and I think we do have that tendency to want perfection don't we because we want to be the best coach for people we want to help people through you know the 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 challenges and the lessons but ultimately you just working with them and talking to them and helping them through whatever it is is enough because we have to remember that mantra we are enough and our gifts our gifts are needed and I think it is about the healing journey. I think the healing part of our journey is the most important part of it too. We all have our own wounds. We all have our own traumas. So one question I always like to ask um, my interviewees is, what's one of your greatest moments or memories that you've had with Mother Earth or nature? Um, It was actually when I was abroad. So... um, we were traveling in Asia and we'd gone to these like hot springs and it's slightly awkward because in these places in Asia you're not allowed to wear anything like no bathing suits or anything so my friend and I had split up we were like right you get to one all the way over there and I'll go to one here so we don't have to see each other naked but in in amongst all of this kind of silly awkwardness and the whole you know British oh don't don't want to be naked it was a, the most beautiful moment because I was in solitude she'd gone to the you know the other end in this amazing hot spring so your body's completely warm and 
it actually started snowing the you know the actual weather was so cold and we were I think quite high in the mountains so it started snowing and I just felt this amazing meditative moment where I was like it, it again come came back to the whole oh actually I have everything that I need right here even though it was snowing like I felt warm I felt taken care of and now whenever I meditate or whenever I'm doing a guided meditation and they say oh think of a place where you, you feel at peace you know maybe imagine a scene that's always the scene that I come back to because I really felt connected with nature there I really felt connected with the elements and I, yeah I really felt like I could just be at peace that's beautiful that and it's like they're moments that make us realize that nature's got so much to offer as well you know that's why I I love connecting to mother earth because you know that's where we came from we're part of that energy and you know when we're out there it does it does help you know I know Chris and I bought a book in Glastonbury last year it was called the secret therapy of trees and the studies in that book you know I I still need to read it but all my stuff is packed up in boxes to ready for New Zealand so all my stuff is kind of there but I remember him saying you know the, how how much nature helps with stress levels so when you're next yeah. to a tree for say like half an hour your stress just even as they monitored it your stress levels and the cortisol on your body just 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 depletes really it just goes straight down from being near a tree so imagine wow. being one of the elements like water like you said then you've got snow on top of it it's just that's why I always like to ask that question sometimes a lot of people are like oh my god I've got so many um yeah but it is mother earth and nature is got healing properties and I think we need to kind of you know that's what I tell clients to do every day is get out in nature yeah yeah completely especially now I think when we're you know sort of locked inside yes. for such long periods of time yeah it's really yeah important. and again yeah. for people who struggle I always tell them to bring nature to themselves so by themselves you know uh, real life plants have them in the house because it just it does it it brings that energy back into your home and yeah. you know have them in your garden you know I I did something really silly when I had my because obviously I'm selling my house but when I moved into my house I just wanted quick easy so I ended up getting like fake grass and I, I I'm I gutted because I couldn't have any grass to put my feet on in the morning which was just oh but yeah. instead I you know ended up bringing some plants into the house which which helps it's 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 huge it's just so huge for our mental health yeah um there's something I want to ask you as well Shima is what would be some of your tips that we can do to help heal ourselves physically, emotionally, or spiritually? So I think one thing which would hopefully help with all three is doing um, a meditation to send love to every part of your body. And I do actually, I've recorded one, which I can give um, anyone who's listening for free. Um, And you literally, you just close your eyes, connect back and send gratitude to every single part of your body. So start at the top, start with your eyes, go down to your mouth, go down to your stomach, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I find that really incredible because I think in everyday life, and again, in everyday society, a lot of the time we're putting pressure on our bodies to be a certain way, either look a certain way or act a certain way, or, you know, as we're getting older, oh, wait, you know, am I still going to be able to be as active as I was, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of shoulds we put on our body. And I think taking a few minutes just to connect back and say, oh, actually, I haven't actually practiced gratitude for the fact that my feet just carried me, you know, to that room and back and, you know, my heart's pumping without me even thinking about it. I'm listening to you now, Pippa, with my ears. I haven't, you know, particularly expressed gratitude for that. So taking a few minutes just to express gratitude, it, it definitely helps so much on an energetic level. But I also find it really healing physically as well. So for example, if I feel like, um, 
I've got a sore throat coming on. I'll just take a few minutes. I'll just sort of pour some energetic love. I, I picture it as a white light coming in and swirling around my throat. And again, just practice gratitude for my throat and everything it does. And it always, always helps. And I always kind of manage to stave off the cold. I love that. Gratitude is, uh, it's, it's got to be the 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 non-negotiable that you do daily because it, it changes your life. You know, a lot of us get uh, in that trap of, I don't have enough of this. I don't have this. And, you know, I'll be happy when I'll be happy when I have this. And it, it doesn't serve our energy. You know, think about anyone listening now, like what Shima just said, your eyes, you know, you're listening to us speak, you know, you can Mm. talk to others and, you know, you can grip things, you can walk, you can cook yourself food, you have a bed to sleep in, you know, it. there's so much to be grateful for in life. And even, you know, practicing gratitude, I think it was like, this, you probably read the study, Shire, I think it's after like 21 days, you'll just see your whole life transform. Yeah. Because it does, you when you do that gratitude, a book recommendation that's just popped into my head is Rhonda Byrne, The Magic. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's like, that sends you into deep, deep, deep gratitude, which, you know, it is amazing. You know, it tells you to be gra- like grateful for when the delivery driver brings like your parcels. <laughs> I used to yeah. send like, <laughs> I used to spread like magic dust on them and say, thank you. Because oh. um, again, like you said, when you send in love to yourself, you're ultimately sending love to the world because we're connected, we're all connected. Yeah. So it's doing a justice for every single person on the planet and it, we're all connected. And that's what I truly believe when we heal ourselves, we heal the world. Yeah, yeah, completely. So one thing I want to ask you as well, Shima, is what would be one thing you could tell the audience to help and support them on their own personal journey? If it's like a quote, if it's just something that you would tell your clients, what would be the one thing? So my favorite quote, it's an Abraham Hicks quote, is things are always working out for me. And this is what I come back to whenever, again, like we mentioned the pressure of feeling the need to manifest or the need to create or the need to see things a certain way. Um, I always come back to that. Things are always working out for me. So the past relationships that we've all had that haven't worked out, the things that, like you said, Pippa, the lessons that we learned from that, that's always working out for us. If you feel that there's a delay, if you're manifesting something and there's a slight delay in that actually coming into your physical experience, it's all working out for you. Lockdown, I know it's brought some, you know, really, really trying times for us all, but in the grand scheme of things, it's working out for us. So yeah, whenever I feel the tense, ah, again, that need to control Mm. come in, um, that's what I come back to I don't know if you've come back to that Pippa during your time with New Zealand and everything yeah it's 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 a tough one isn't it because we were with like controls just been taken from us hasn't it we haven't got our normal lives we haven't got we don't have we can't just jump on a plane and go on holiday we can't just go down to Wales and I can't go to my mum and dad's holiday place I can't go and visit family it's been trying times and yeah uh, you know in a relationship where you can't see them physically that's the hard part too but I have to keep remembering that things are working out for us things are working out for us and it it's a very powerful man, uh, mantra isn't it especially it's something you can say like every single morning yeah yeah I recommend having it like as your phone wallpaper or something you see on the regular and just keep keep saying it everything is working out for me yeah I yeah. do love that um the last question that I had written down Shima it was through your eyes, what can we all do more of to help Mother Earth rise? Um, the thing that pops into my head is, again, it's about the gratitude and it's about feeding that energy back. I think we forget, I definitely forget how much Mother Earth uh, supports us and how much we actually take from the Earth every day. So 
a practice that I haven't done in a while. This is a good reminder. When I go out to walk, um, with every step that I take, just saying thank you for the earth, thank you for it supporting us, thank you for all the energy, like physical, emotional, spiritual that we're taking from the earth. And I think with that gratitude, with that feeding back almost every step you take, just putting the energy back into the earth, it will hopefully create energetic ripples. But also on a physical level, we might find we're making different decisions, you know, being more sustainable. And I I have uh, in recent times also started making slightly more sustainable decisions. I've still got a way to go. But I think once we start connecting back and connecting to that gratitude, those decisions to support Mother Earth, Um, do become a lot more natural I don't know what your thoughts are on that yeah I just like to ask that question because I think there's so much we could do to to help mother earth and I think there's physical things we can do you know as in like being more eco-friendly you know sustainable things like that and that's a lot of stuff that Chris talks about on on his podcast because he does a lot about conservation but I think as well, like it does, it comes down to gratitude and how you're treating yourself. Ultimately, you are part of Mother Earth mm-hmm. and even the animals, we're all connected and we all have to look after ourselves. That that mantra I use and Chris, we use every day is that when we heal ourselves, we heal the world. You know, I, I, I visualize that when I meditate. I see when someone's healing, even no matter what it is, if it's healing a past wound, if it's healing a trauma, I feel the the earth getting lighter. And yes. I, I, gratitude is a big one, you know, because I think people, especially now with the trying times, is mental health is is been really, really, you know, something that's affected people in the last year because of you know money situations, losing jobs, losing family members, and. Again, I truly believe this, that we all chose to come back at this time to go Mm. through this COVID. We did, we did. And we have to remember that what is it teaching us on that deep level? Because we have to learn, we have to really look at it that way. We can't, we can't slump and feel sorry for ourselves and go into that dark place when we need to look at the positives. We need to look at what it's taught us. We need to look at, we're still alive. We're here. You know, the people that are still here. So I think it's remembering that, we have we have so much to be grateful for and that we have we have still a lot of healing to do and that's what mother earth wants us to do yes yeah and isn't that amazing when you look at it that way as like a a co-creating relationship it's us as part of mother yeah. earth mother earth is supporting us we're supporting mother earth and we're all in this together yeah yeah and it's it, that's how and it's the compassion for other human beings too i feel like that that's something that i really want to help people on is having compassion for those even those who've hurt you who've wronged you because they're all teaching us something and you know they wouldn't be there otherwise and yeah having the open mind you know opening your mind to all the possibilities yeah yeah definitely so i love that and i love and on that mantra of um everything's working out for me because it is you know anyone yeah. listening it is everything is working out for you me and shima will tell you that it is Thank even you. though it's sometimes it doesn't feel that way it really is yeah and it's that thing isn't it when you look back on life and you think oh okay that's why that happened <laughs> that's yeah. why i learned that yeah. lesson it's, it's when you look back you can always you can always sometimes you don't see the lesson now yeah but it, it will show itself you just have to keep doing the inner work completely completely so is there anything else you want to tell the listeners before we finish, Shima? 
Just one last point. You reminded me when you were talking about um, people and the different lessons that we can learn from other yeah. people. I think coming uh, full circle back to what we were talking about human design, that's definitely something I learned a lot from in human design. So for example, my design is very decisive. I make super intuitive decisions. And I always used to, when I met people who didn't do that, I always used to feel a bit triggered. Like, why are they taking so long to make a decision in business, for example, or <laughs> yeah. at work? Like, oh my gosh, just make the decision. Um, but now so I've run some of their charts and I know that actually that's how they're designed it doesn't serve them to make really quick snap decisions so learning about human design didn't just help me learn about myself it also helped me to be a little bit more accepting of others so yeah I just wanted to end on that I love that and obviously anyone listening if you want to get your human design done definitely get in touch with Shima because she's brilliant you know she did Chris's and Chris was like oh my god you know Shima doesn't know Chris and some of the stuff that comes up is it is it's mind-blowing so I'll obviously put all Shima's links in the show notes so you can get in touch with her and get a human design booked in because oh, uh, it, it is amazing and it's I, I need to get mine booked in because it's just it's a reminder isn't it I want to just get that reminder of of especially now in the harder times it's good to be reminded of how how you work even in challenging times we all work differently yeah yeah completely oh I'd love to I do mean, your chart paper oh I can't wait I, I, I even did when my little niece was born I think I texted you didn't oh, I? Yeah. I, I just ran her her design I was like oh my god yeah so I'm really excited to get that done I'll chat to you after that and get that booked in for sure and all the show notes uh where are people best to find you Shira is it more Instagram or Facebook um Instagram I'm active almost every day I do have a Facebook group where I talk a lot about human design as well so people are very welcome to join that amazing well I will get all those links from you they will be in the show notes and if anyone's got any questions and they're still unsure about human design you can reach out to Shima I'm sure she'll be happy to answer any of your questions and yeah thank you for coming on Shima I've really loved talking to you thank you Pippa it's been amazing you're so welcome Anyway, guys, I hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you are. I'll be back soon with another episode, but take care, keep doing that healing work and know that everything is working out for you. Bye, guys. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.